wants to do is a renewal in us becoming more like Jesus every single day. And I'm here to tell you everything that we go through is the opportunity for us to grow and become more like Jesus. I always say that's what's God's goal every day, to make Fusco more like Jesus. What is God's goal for you? To make you more like Jesus every single day. God loves you just the way you are, but he's not content to leave you that way. He sees the destructive choices, the lies you believe, all the broken and hurting parts of your life, and he wants more for you than that. Today, Pastor Daniel shares that God wants to transform your life from the inside out, and learning to focus on him and his truths and everything you go through will pave the way for renewal in every part of your life. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Colossians chapter 3 as he continues his message, Jesus is Our Life. This is a word for those of you who are followers of Jesus, those of you who believe in Jesus. Now, if you don't believe in Jesus, I still want you to hear what is available to you, what God's exhortation is for you, because I'm hoping by the end of this gathering, you're going to say yes to Jesus, and then you're going to be raised with Christ. But notice, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above not on things on the earth. Now, this is pretty important, isn't it? Because really what we find is if we've been resurrected with Jesus, right, then God wants us to have a heavenly mindset, not just an earthly mindset. And the thing is, as we live here on earth, we have this dual citizenship. We're citizens of heaven and we're citizens of earth. But for many of us, because we live here on the earth, we are so focused on all of the things of the earth. We have our eyes on the things that are below. And he's like, no, no, I want you to seek those things which are above. I want you to put your eyes on eternity and not the things that are temporal. I want you to focus on the things that are the most important and not just the urgent matters of of right here, right now. See, one of the greatest needs the world has is for the people of God to have a heavenly mindset. To not be looking at, I just want to fight this battle that's in front of me right now. No, there's a greater battle and there's eternity is at stake. And a lot, if you look back over your life, a lot of the things that seemed really important in a season, really in the long run, isn't that important. There's a little meme that goes around is that if if it's not going to matter at all in five years, then don't worry about it for five minutes. That's kind of a gnarly one, isn't it? Because what are we worrying about right now that in five years isn't really going to matter very much? See, it's this idea that our perspective needs to be, we need to seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Now, that idea of sitting at the right hand of the Father, the picture is, is God exalted and Jesus sitting at that place of power 
power or strength. The right hand next to the king was the most important person because stereotypically people are right-handed. And so that the right hand is the hand of power. If you're a left-handed person, we love you. I always like to say that. It's not that God doesn't love you. But, but stereotypically, most people are right-handed. Right hand is the dominant hand. And Jesus sits at the right hand of the father. So he's saying, listen, take your gaze off of just the earthly things, but, but focus your mind and seek those things which are heavenly. And then verse two, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Now, verse two is very, very important to me because I remember when I first became a follower of Jesus, there was this little uh, Christian store that I would go into and they had these free bumper stickers and it was white bumper sticker, black letters, and it said, set your mind on things above. And they were just giving them to you. And I remember I took them and I put it on my, my bass case. I was playing music professionally. I put it on my notebook. I used to bring a notebook with me to church every time because I would take notes on all of them. I still have those notebooks. They're like all mangled up, what the date was, who the preacher was. And on the cover of that was set your mind on things above. I'd put this bumper sticker everywhere. Why? Because I had just come out of the world and I saw that God is saying, listen, no, Daniel, you need to get your eyes off of just all the stuff of earth and you need to set your mind on the things of heaven. I remember when I first started following Jesus, someone who I know very, very well who loves me said, no, Daniel, don't become so heavenly minded that you won't be any earthly good. And I remember hearing that being like, what does that mean? But what I realized is that actually you can't actually be any earthly good unless you're heavenly minded. That, that's a, a false dichotomy. No, listen, the only way you can be earthly good is if you have God's heavenly perspective. And we need that today. Listen, you need that today. You need to seek after the heavenly things, the things that are above, not just the things of the earth. And you do that by setting your mind on the things that are above. You can't let your mind be captivated by all this. Now, and you know this, we live in a day and age right now where they call it the attention economy. That everything is designed to get your attention and keep your attention. It's why when you're watching Netflix or Amazon Prime, right, the video ends and the next video starts right away. Because they, you know, if you, they know if they get you 30 seconds into the next episode, you're going to be there for the next 40 minutes, right? It's the same reason why all of our phones, they have all the notifications. Now, I turn all my notifications off of my phone, except for texting. You know, if my wife texts me, I need to know about it. My kids text me, I need to know about it. Everything else I don't need to know about. But why? Because they want to get your attention. And once they get you staring at that, now the goal is to keep your attention because you're actually the product that they want, right? And so because of that, we need to make sure Jesus is actually teaching us our attention should be heavenward, should be upward. And you have to ask yourself, what is your mindset on today? Now, the reason this is so important, of course, is, notice, the reason our mind should be on heavenly things is because for you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. It's like, we died to our self-style life. I'll never forget I'll never forget when, we, when I got the pleasure of baptizing my, my middle child, Maranatha. Such a cool thing to see your kids come to know Jesus. And it's, it's super fun because, you know, Obadiah, when he got, came to know Jesus, we baptized him. Maranatha, she came to know Jesus, we baptized her. Our Annabelle, she knows Jesus. We haven't baptized her yet, but we're getting ready. She's every time, she's like, man, when, Dad, when can I get baptized? And I'll never forget, I, was, I asked Maranatha, and at this point, she must have been in kindergarten, maybe first grade. And I said, Maranatha, why do you want to be baptized? She's like, well, listen, I put my faith in Jesus. And what that means is that old Maranatha, she died. And when you baptize me, when you put me under the water, dad, 
That means old Maranatha's getting buried. And when I come on out, I'm new Maranatha in Jesus. I got new life in Jesus. And, 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 then, and then after you baptize me, just give me a hug. Tell me you're proud of me and you love me. And, and, and we'll celebrate. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. But I just love that. Oh, she's six years old. Old Maranatha is going to die. But she totally gets, it's like, she totally gets the gospel. And that's exactly what it's saying. Listen, you know, if we've been raised with Christ, it means because we first died with Christ. And because we die with Christ, we realize our life is not our own. Our life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And so this idea of life, it's not just temporary life, it's eternal life. And that when Jesus comes back, we're going to come back with him. If you don't believe, read the book of Revelation, when, when Jesus returns and, and all this goes on, we're going to be with him and we get to be with him forever. See, life is not just the 30 years or the 40 years or the 50 years or the 80 years or the 100 years you get here. Life is an eternal life and our life is hidden in Christ. Jesus is meant to be our life. Now, with this going on, look what it says in verse 5 of, of Colossians chapter 3. It says, therefore, you see the therefore. What do we always say when we read the word Therefore. Say, what's it there for? He's making a conclusion. He says, therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry, because of these things the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them, but now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, Wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. Now, really what this teaches us is quite simply, and I get this right from verse nine, that you and I, we need to put off the old man. We need to put off the old man, or for you ladies, put off the old woman, right? The, the former self, the, the self that you were before you were in Christ, See, the underlying thought here is that, that we live our life and we live in, in, in union with Jesus. And when we live our lives, we've, been, we've died to ourselves, we put off the old person and we put on Christ. Now all of a sudden, the union of the life of Jesus begins to work itself out in the way that we think, in the way that we act, and, and, and in our relationships, See, our union, us being united with Jesus, is the supreme reality of our lives. And because of that, our union with Jesus, because Jesus is our life, and he is our head, and we hold fast to him, there's all these things that we used to do that we stop doing. And so the idea of like putting off your old clothes, I'll never forget it, that when I was growing up, my mom was so funny. She wanted us to be kind of fun, have fun as kids. And she used to say, listen... As long as you're not wearing like the nicest clothes that we need to keep so that we need you to look nice every once in a while, you're allowed to go out and have a blast. Like go crazy, but you have to take off those old clothes before you come in my house. I remember we go in the garage and I, and I remember, you know, in the wintertime in my home state in New Jersey, we would play these crazy epic snow football games. We'd be out there. I mean, we'd be frozen solid. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, in the beginning, there'd be snow on the ground, but you could tackle your buddies and it's mayhem. And before you know it, there's mud and there's dirt and there's snow. And we come home, we'd be mangled after doing this for five hours, you know? And I remember we come home and I get in the garage and my mom would be like, take all those clothes off. She'd hand me a hot chocolate. Take, you were, they were not going in the house, and, you know? And it was like, you can get as dirty as you wanted to, but 
Before he came in the house, you need to be clean. And it's the same kind of picture here. Because it's like, when you come home and you're all dirty, you don't just walk through your house in the dirty clothes. You take those things off. In the same way, we're taking off these soiled garments of life. Right? That's what he says. He says, therefore, because our life is hidden in Christ, because Jesus is our life, then we put to death your members which are on the earth. And then we have these lists of all these different things that we are not supposed to be involved in. Now, it's not that doing these things, it's not legalism. This is when we're united with Christ and we're under the headship of Jesus. Because of our union with Christ, these things are not things that Jesus is wanting to be involved in. Notice, and every time I read these lists in the scriptures, I always get a little bit nervous because, you know, we could take a whole week looking at each word, right? But notice what it says. Fornication, which, which of course is, uh, the Greek word is, is, is the word, you know, pornea, which literally we get our word pornography from. It, it's any sort of sexual immorality. So, you, so yeah, it starts right there for uncleanness, any sort of uh, impurity, which is almost like a wider form of perversion, but not only that, it's like, it just starts with these things. And then you have things like uh, passion, you know, the, this idea of, of, of lust, uncontrollable passion. You know, we have evil desires, uh, any sort of illicit cravings that might be there. And then covetousness, which is idolatry. So, so that word covetousness could also be translated greed. Right? So any sort of greediness, which is idolatry. And the, the reason covetousness or greed, and don't miss that covetousness is in the Ten Commandments, the big ten that God gave Moses on Mount Sinai. It's in there because greed is saying, unless I have this thing, I won't be happy. So you're elevating something temporal to a place of being ultimately fulfilling. Right? But he says, you put, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. Now, don't miss that. And I think this is very, very powerful. Verse seven reminds us that our past does not have to be our destiny. See, really the testimony of the believer is that before Jesus, I used to be involved in all that stuff. And not that you should have been involved in, but you would. Like we have this testimony of, hey, I was involved in this. I got all messed up in that. This thing was all jacked up. But guess what? We used to walk in those things before we were united with Christ. See, the beauty of being a follower of Jesus is that our testimony, you know, the testimony of Jesus is that because we used to be there doesn't mean we need to stay there. Jesus leads us out of these things. Paul said it this way in the church in Rome, Romans chapter 12, verses one and two. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, Paul is telling them, listen, because you've been united with Christ, you present your bodies as an offering, a living sacrifice. And because Jesus is holy, he shares his holiness with us. And, and it's holy and acceptable to God. It's our reasonable service. And it says, and don't be conformed to the world in which we live. Remember, we just saw that. Don't be heaven, don't be earthly minded. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. As we set our minds on things above, we have that heavenly mindset, Right? 
And, and we're not conformed to the way the world works. We're conformed to God's purposes in heaven. And as that happens, then we begin to live out our lives, begin to prove out what is God's good and acceptable and perfect will. Because we're united with Jesus. We've put off the old man. We've removed the old soil clothes of, of living temporally, earthly, in all the lusts of this world. And as we have this heavenly mindset, something new is happening. And so, so we, we get all these, this, this long list of what the, the soiled garments look like. Notice what it says next. It says, verse 8, But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another. And so again, you have uh, these words, these ideas, these characteristics that are repulsive habits. They are unbecoming of a child of God, of a child of light. So, you know, we, we look at this list and it's like, these are things that we experience. You ever been angry? I sure have. Wrathful? Yeah. Been malicious? blasphemy, filthy language coming out of, you know, you ever tell a little white lie? Guess what? All of these things are things that we're being invited because of our union with Jesus, because Jesus is our life, to put off. Now, right there, it's like, it's just a great reminder to us that we're like, okay, God wants to do a work of purification in each one of us. And right now, you see that list? All of us have things on that list that we're like, hey, I need to put that off. And that's exactly what God wants because when we read a list like that, the Holy Spirit comes and convicts us because we're God's children. And because we're God's children, the Holy Spirit comes and says, hey, listen, that's a part of your life right now. It's time to put it off. And I want to encourage you, if you got the Holy Spirit, you touched some area of your heart with that, I want you to tell somebody, say, hey, listen, in that list, I need to put this thing off of my life. Because once you vocalize it out and say, will you pray for me? The people close to you already know you do this stuff. Right? So it's not like a surprise. God knows you do this stuff. But now it's an opportunity where this is the area that God, the great heart surgeon, wants to do some surgery in your life. Say, okay, it's time for this. It's time to get this thing out of here. We're going to put this thing off. But God doesn't just want us to put off the old things, but God also wants to do a fresh work. Because look what it says, Colossians chapter 3, verse 10. It says, And have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. And really what this is saying here is that as we put off the old person, we do that so that we can be renewed in Jesus. So we can be renewed in Jesus. It says, don't lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and you have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge. You know, here at Crossroads, we've been talking so much about 2020 being a year of renewal. And before the pandemic, before, you know, cultural unrest, before this real divisive political stuff that's been going on. God said, I want you to be renewed. And I actually believe that all that's been going on has been our context for renewal. We said, we're going to be with Jesus. We're going to be the church and we're going to be on mission. And in the middle of all, God's like, hey, listen, I want all of you just to stay home. You're quarantined. So you can be with Jesus. And what does it mean to be the church? And what does it mean to be on mission? 
When everything's different. See, God wants us to put off the old man. He wants us to put on the new man. And that new man is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created them. See, the renewal that God wants to do is a renewal in us becoming more like Jesus every single day. And I'm here to tell you, everything that we go through is the opportunity for us to grow and become more like Jesus. I always say that's what's God's goal every day to make Fusco more like Jesus. What is God's goal for you? To make you more like Jesus every single day. So when everything goes wrong, it's an opportunity for God to make you more like Jesus. When everything goes right, it's an opportunity to make you more like Jesus. When you get the job you want, you have the opportunity to be more like Jesus. When you don't get the job you want, it's the opportunity to be more like Jesus. When the relationship fails, guess what? It's an opportunity to be more like Jesus. When the relationship doesn't fail, the opportunity to be more like Jesus. God's plan is always exactly the same to do this work of renewal by the knowledge according to the image of Jesus being placed on our lives by the Holy Spirit. And here's what I want to encourage you. Don't resist the renewal of God in your life. Don't push it away. Don't say, I don't want this. Yes, he knows you don't want it. But he knows that Maybe this is the only way to be able to work that stuff into your life right now. It's like what Paul told the church in Corinth, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. He says, therefore, do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. That's what God is doing. We put off the old man with the old man's garbage, the dirt, the junk, and we put on the new man. And once the new man is put on, verse 11 is very powerful, where there is neither Greek nor Jew. There are no national distinctions because there was the Jewish people and the people who were outside. They called them all the Greeks. Circumcised nor uncircumcised. There's now no religious distinctions. Barbarian or Scythian. There's no cultural distinctions, right? Foreign to the Greek culture where the barbarians, the Scythians were wild savages, nomads, slave nor free. Notice now there's no economic or social distinctions. But Christ is all and in all. See, once we are in Christ, all of the former distinctions vanish because we've put off the old person and we've put on the new person. And this is why Jesus is our life. Because in Jesus, there is renewal. In Jesus, there is forgiveness for the garbage of the old man. And in Jesus is the opportunity to not only live here on earth, but to garner a heavenly perspective that now transforms the earth in which we live. And listen, God wants Jesus to be the center of our lives. Nothing else is worthy of being the center of our life except for Jesus himself. And it's my hope and prayer for each one of us that Jesus is our life. And we put off the old man, put on the new man. Jesus is Pastor Daniel closed out today's message with the reminder that the world needs people who are being renewed by Jesus. 
When you put off the junk and brokenness of your old self and you let Jesus transform your mind and choices, you'll be able to be a light of his love in this dark and hurting world. In Christ, all of the former distinctions vanish. He is all and he's in all. God wants Jesus to be the center of your life, your source of renewal, perspective, and hope. Hey everyone, there's a lot happening in the world and it can keep you pretty busy. But I want to encourage you to take some time and devote it to your spiritual growth. I know God wants to do something in your life and I'm excited for you to discover exactly what that is. Come join me for a worship service at Crossroads Community Church Online so I can share the Bible with you. Join me online at crossroadschurch.net or find me on Facebook Live. We're so glad we can be a part of your life through the ministry of Jesus is Real Radio. Would you like to be a part of what we're doing? We would like to ask that you prayerfully consider becoming a financial partner of this program. Your contribution, no matter the size, will be used to reach people with the gospel message. Find out more at jesusisrealradio.com. Thank you for partnering with us. We all love a good transformation story with an incredible before and after. Well, join us again here on Jesus Is Real Radio when Pastor Daniel continues to work through this series all about helping you to better understand who Jesus is. He'll focus on how Jesus wants to transform you. It doesn't matter how bad things are, how hopeless you feel. Jesus is able to do an amazing work in your life. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Daniel continues teaching through this series called Understanding Jesus. That's next time on Jesus Is Real Radio.